forever and ever is the truth. Amen. Amen. God's with us this morning. Let's make our confession. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. We, uh, I think this is the fourth one, right? But Teresa wrote it different, right? <laughs> Never seen a figure like that in Roman writing. <laughs> the triumph of faith. Faith will always triumph. Amen. But there's got to be a fight before you triumph. Many want a testimony, but they don't want to take a test. No, he's too hard to go through the test. But without a test, no testimony. And when you have a testimony, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. We can start testifying even before we got the testimony fulfilled. Because that's what the Bible says for us to do. That's where we ended last week. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, while we do not look at the things which are seen, that should be the nature of the believer. No matter what you're going through, you don't look at the things that are seen. This is God speaking. And that's what Abraham did. He ignored the evidence of the flesh. Amen? He ignored what his body was telling to him. He wasn't looking at what was happening to him and what he thought was happening to his wife or happened to them. He overlooked them. And God is saying, I want you to do the same. It's the principle of faith. Why we look not at the bank account, what the doctors said, what has result, all of that. That's not where your focus is. And that's what the Bible is telling us. Why we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. What are the things that are not seen? Where can you find the things that are not seen? In the Word of God. Amen. That's where you find the things that are not seen. Your, your natural circumstances, circumstances are telling you something. And then the Word of God is telling you something different. God says, ignore what your natural sense is. Don't look to that. Focus rather on the Word of God that you cannot see. It's a word from the living God. That's where your focus is. Abraham never stumbled. He had no natural evidence. I don't think his body was moving or his wife's body was moving. But in his mind, God has said, and he could see it. And that's the principle. Hope that is seen is no hope. 
That's what Paul tells us. If you are hoping for God to do something for you and you already have it, why are you hoping for it? You already got it. And so God is telling us, keep that hope alive. Don't ever let it go. No matter what the circumstance is, never let it go. Don't let it cast you down. Don't let it cast your soul down. Why are thou cast down, O oh my soul? Why are thou disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. That's what the Bible says. No matter what's going on, you still have your hope. You know one day you will have your testimony. I shall yet praise him. As long as God is alive, I will praise him for what he has done. But before he does it, I will keep my hope alive. Hope that is seen is no hope at all. But when we don't see it, if you're walking in the flesh, you're shaken by it. And that thing speaks to you. And it speaks against what God has said. And now you got two voices. The voice of God and the voice of your natural problem. Whatever that is. He's speaking to you. He's telling you you're going down. It's not going to happen. You'll never get there. But God says, I have blessed you. I have turned your cur- the curse into a blessing unto you. Because I love you. That's Deuteronomy 23. Verse 5. And you can find that in Nehemiah. When God speaks with Nehemiah 13 verse 2. Yeah. God has turned the blessing. I mean the curse. Into a blessing. Listen. Every time you take the cup. Communion cup. What is it called? The cup of blessing. That's why you take it often. Because every time you drink it, you drink blessing into your life. It's called the cup of blessing. The communion works. When there are things around you signifying a curse upon your life and things are not going the way you expect it to go, you've prayed, you've done everything, it doesn't matter. You don't look at what you, what's happening, whether it's going the wrong way in your mind or in the natural. Trust in God's word. Because he will never fail. Man will fail you. <laughs> Job has had uh, uh, friends. <laughs> Miserable friends, except for one. I mean, they were, I don't know why they called them friends. They came to, to discourage him. And to make him know and to challenge his, uh, his devotion to God. And Job in his anger spoke back to them. And spoke things that he shouldn't have said. And then God rebuked him for it. He was maintaining, no, you guys are wrong. And he will, God's fighting me. God wasn't fighting him. Amen. I'm excited. Because you don't have to look at the problem, amen? You know, I know the young people are saying, I don't have any problem. What is pastor talking about? I'm fine. If I have a problem, mama is going to take care of it. Papa will take care of it. 
I don't have any problem. What, what's that? What is Pastor talking about? <laughs> uh, just grow up a little bit. <laughs> Hello? Just grow up a little bit. You'll find out. And Pastor's word, who oh, can I get Pastor to say it back again to me? Now I understand. <laughs> when Papa and Mama are telling you stuff, it's like, you guys are so dumb. I know it all. You are the guys that have problems. I don't have any. And before long, you back to Mama and Papa, and you say, Mama, <laughs> you were right. I, I, I wish I listened to you when you were talking. Amen. These older folks have gone through it. They were young like you too. Amen. They went through it and they went to Papa and their mama and confessed. You were right. Amen. That's why the Bible says to hold fast. To your hope. Hold fast. Don't let it go. Why will God tell you to hold fast? The scripture tells us in Hebrews 10. It tells us very clear. 23. Let us hold How many of us? All of us, right? Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope. Don't speak the problem. Don't let the problem get you down. Amen. Listen to it. They give you the facts. But the truth is in the word of God. Don't look at the problem. Amen. Oh my soul. That's what the scripture says. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Don't forget all of his benefits. That's what the scripture says. He forgives all your iniquities. All of them. He heals all your diseases. All of them. He redeems your life from destruction. And God cannot lie. He cannot lie. He redeems your life from destruction. He crowns you. You know you're wearing a crown? (laughs) Of loving kindness and tender mercies from our God. <sighs> tender mercies. Tender mercies. I read that in Luke chapter 1. Zacharias. Zachariah, father of John the Baptist, talking about that. Because tender mercies. But we, God crowns the believer. With loving kindness and tender mercies. When God has mercy upon you, compassion, like the man said, Lord, have mercy upon me. Immediately Jesus turned. When he hears the word mercy, God will always have mercy. You think you're going through it on your own? No, God is with you. He says, I will be with you in trouble. So where you are going through, whatever you're going through, he's there with you. But then he said, I will deliver you. He delivers us. Amen. And he never fails. 
And like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they said our God is able to deliver us from the fire. The fiery furnace. But if he chooses not to, we don't care. If we have to burn, we'll burn. But God is faithful. Before they got in there, God was already there. Jesus was already there. The Savior was already there. The furnace became air conditioned. <laughs> Hallelujah. The rest of them are finding themselves. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, what's wrong with them? We are cool. Hallelujah. That's what our God can do. Can I hear an amen? That's what God will do in your life. Amen. That's what God will do. I want to speak about how to grow your faith. How to grow your faith. To the point where (laughs) you enter into his rest. No matter what the enemy throws at you. You are resting. Nothing shakes you. Did you see Daniel? Daniel? We got one Daniel here. Yes. We see Daniel there. Nothing moved the guy. Whether you talk about lions then, or the king threatening to kill everybody, he was totally unshaken by it. You know why? He knew his God. There was, Daniel wasn't moved. He was living in rest. In peace. No matter the circumstances. Whether the king threatens or not, he was at rest. Whether he had to go into the lion's den, he wasn't crying and saying, God, why did you put me in this situation? He was ready to go. God wants us to be like that. We enter into his rest. But we have to grow our faith after you're saved. You start studying. And you listen. You come to Sunday school like we had this morning. The week before. And, and we have very good teachers. I feel, I feel for those who don't faithfully attend. You see, God is so big on faithfulness. Even if you're doing nothing. If you are just faithful, you don't understand, you just keep going to church, and you seem like you're getting nothing, but you keep going because God's there, one day, He just will show up. You will be amazed. (laughs) After that, people will say, what happened? And the guy says, I'm just going to church, minding my own business. And one day, God appeared. That's what you see. Amen. God is so big on faithfulness. A lot of people don't understand that. You alluded to this this morning. If we have prayer time and you've set the time, guess what? God himself has set the time. And at that time he's waiting for you. Because he wants to hear from you. When you're not there, he misses the time. That's why Jesus prayed so much. (laughs) Many of us will not think about it that way. But it was fun for Jesus to pray. That was his time with his father. Amen? It was fun. If it wasn't fun for him to pray, <laughs> pray all night. 
Many times when we have uh, all night prayer meetings, it doesn't take too long before uh, some be- go into deep meditation <laughs> with a little snoring. <laughs> it's frightening. I was somewhere, not in this church, I was somewhere else. <laughs> We used to have all night prayer meetings. I stopped it. <laughs> we were somewhere, I was somewhere, and we were having this prayer meeting. And this lady was in deep meditation, I'm telling you, deep meditation uh, with a little snoring. And uh, she was filled with the spirit. <laughs> and I went. To wake her up. As soon as I put my hand on her, I said, You are really in deep meditation? This is deep. Give her another two minutes. She's in deep meditation again. You are not in deep meditation. But you grow your faith to the point. Amen? No matter what comes at you, you know God is with you. God is with you. I don't know if it was joy or Angela that brought it up this morning. I think it was Angela. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. You know why? You, when you read the word, I fear no evil, you are thinking about fear. What he's saying is, nothing is going to happen to me. That's what he's saying. It's not going to touch me. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You know that was the evil that is in the valley of death is not going to overtake my life. That's what he's saying. Because you are with me. If I was alone, this thing will eat me up. But no, God is with me. And you cannot overtake my life. You can't eat me up no matter what you do. God is with me. Jesus said, I will not leave you alone. I'll always be with you. And I'm going to send the helper. And he will be with you forever. Everywhere I go, I have the helper. I have the helper with me. Does it mean trouble will not come? Trouble came to Jesus. But he says, my father never leaves me alone. He's always with me. And until my hour, I'm untouchable. Amen. Until my hour. He says, my hour has not come. You say that? My hour has not come. He knew when the hour will be. But until then... His father is with him. You see, on the cross, 
My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That was the only time. All along in his ministry, his father was with him and he was totally fearless. So he said, come to me, all you who labor. And I have a legend and I'll give you rest. The rest is what we are talking about. And that rest comes because of your faith in him. Your faith in God. That God will not lie. God is not a man that he should lie. Remind yourself constantly. Numbers 23 verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie. He is not the son of man that he should go back on his word. If God said he will do it. Will doesn't mean he will do it right away. He could be right away. But there could be time. But don't give up hope. Amen? Don't give, nothing is hopeless when you bring God into the equation. <laughs> zero times zero is not zero with God. Amen? With God, it doesn't matter. All things are possible. But we have to grow our faith. Listen to these words. In Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 33. It says, but this is the covenant. The main thing, number one thing, how to grow your faith is through the word of God. Through the word of God. Just taking one scripture and ruling it over and over again in your mind. All of a sudden something jumps out. And you go back to it, another thing comes up. You go back to it, and what are you doing? You are gaining understanding. Once you understand the scripture, the faith is released. Amen? It's a question of understanding. That's why Jesus said, their eyes, Satan is blinded. Their heart, they hear. But they are not really hearing. They perceive but they don't understand. He says, lest they should understand with your heart, and I should heal them. Once you understand with your heart, faith is released. The word is the carrier of and deliverer of faith. Amen? The word of God is the carrier and deliverer of faith. You can have faith in God Outside the word, you need the carrier and you need the deliverer of faith. Once that carrier gets into your heart, the word, before long, you know capsules, right? You take capsule, after a while, it's released. And it does its work. It's the word. It may be there for a while, but it's going to be released. If you keep putting it in there, you keep it there. And all of a sudden it's released. This is what God said. But this is the covenant. It's the covenant. <laughs> it's the covenant. This is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. First the house of Israel. I'm looking at the house of Israel. You. Because we were grafted into him. And now we are the true house of You know, there is only one tribe among Christians. You mentioned it today. <laughs> All of us belong to this one tribe. There is no tribe of Issachar anymore. <laughs> there is no tribe of Benjamin. There is only one tribe. We all belong 
to Jesus, right? And Jesus was from what tribe? You are all from Judah. <laughs> There's only one tribe, one family. All from this one. Amen? But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days. And guess what? We are after those days. It's our day. Says the Lord. Guess what the covenant is? I will put my law, my word in their minds. I will put my laws in the, my law in their mind. Notice, I would have heard, you know, I'm speaking, I'm using the word laws, right? God doesn't call it that. The law, everything. I will put my law in their minds. Our minds. And write it on their heart. First get it in the mind by reading and hearing the word of God. And before long, he winds up in your heart. It's a covenant. Hallelujah. It's a covenant. When you read the word, you are maintaining God's covenant. You are standing on God's covenant. When you go to church and you hear the word of God, what you are doing is, I respect God's covenant. And I want that covenant in my mind. I want that covenant in my heart. God, write your law. When God writes his law, not on paper, but on your heart, guess what? You receive faith and strength to walk like the word. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. That's what the laws, the word of God says. He should not, it shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate in it every day that you may observe to do. <laughs> Can you see that? That you may observe. That's Joshua 1 verse 8. That you may observe to do. When you speak the word, you share the word, you meditate on the word before long. Before you know, your body begins to move. <laughs> it's like the captain of a ship. Now he turns the ship to one side, and the ship, the ship pretends like nothing is happening. He's still going the same way because it's huge. But the captain has turned it, and before long, the ship begins to obey. Hallelujah! That's the word of God. You write it in your mind. It's a covenant. It goes into your heart. The faith is released. And with your faith, strength comes to obey. And before long, you are observing to do everything that is written. And then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. That's what the word says. He will make a covenant. He'll write the laws in your heart. And I will be their God. And they shall be my people. I tell you what. When you begin to put that word. Some people play church. They're more interested in like a social thing. And position and all of that. That's silly. God. That's why we go to church. God. We want to know him. And you know what I'm doing? I have to tell God, I mean, this thing, 
this is much bigger than good luck. I'm telling you, this is so big. God, I can't handle this. is eternal word. You gave me this opportunity to speak this, but God, please, I need your help. I can't do this. This has to do with eternity. I can't just assume I know it. No. It's divine. I've got to ask the divine one to help me, the helper. So that those that hear, they're not hearing from me. They're hearing from him. Amen. It's a covenant. It's a covenant. So that you become God's people. When it's hit your head and it's gone, I mean your mind, and then it's gone into your heart. You see how the Bible puts it. Because Romans 10 verse verse 17 says, So then, faith comes by, and hearing by, the word of God. (laughs) You won't have faith by listening to CNN. Uh, Or Fox News. That's just for the flesh. Nothing wrong with doing that. It's for the flesh. (laughs) But if you want to have faith, listen to the preachers. Amen. And when they say something that hits your heart, stop the tape or whatever. Go back to the scripture and read the whole chapter. Amen. Before long, before you know, Two hours is gone. You are still searching. Hallelujah. And before you know, you say, God, I really understand this thing. I I think I can do it. (laughs) I think I can do it. And before you know, you are walking with God. And he's walking with you. And he's speaking to you. He reminds you. That's how I got my call. Angela will tell you, God spoke to me in the night while I was sleeping. Just gave me two scriptures. And I, I was tired that day, and I said to God, uh, do you know what time it is? I need to sleep. And I knew, this chap- I, I knew the scriptures, but I never knew them by book, chapter, and verse. Two of them. And I thought to myself, uh, leave me alone. I need to sleep, please. I was tired. And he left me alone. But as soon as I opened my eyes, the word came back again. Go check those scriptures. He said, yes, sir. And I went into the living room, got my Bible, and I read the first one. And I went, what does this mean? Because that was Matthew chapter 20. And, and then he was talking about going to the streets and byways. And, um, no, that, uh, sorry. He was talking about uh, the Lord going out the first, uh, first hour, third hour, ninth hour. And then 11th hour, that was the scripture given to me. And now you got to go in. And I said, why does the Lord want me to read this? And I said, okay, let me go to the next one. So I went to Matthew 22. And he was talking about, he invited many in. And the house was in full. And he said, go out, go to the byways. And I said to myself, how come these two scriptures are related? Something is going on here. I was still working a circular job at that point. And I told, I told Angela, and, and man, that woman is smart. She picked it up immediately. <laughs> she said, what does it mean? I'm sure she knew what it meant, but she was asking me. And the next day, 
I turned, another one was given to me while I was sleeping. I know this scripture, but no chapter and verse. And then it was Matthew 10. And he said, I went, I didn't tell Angela this. I went and I checked the scripture. And he says, don't take your money belt. Don't take extra money. Just go. And I thought to myself, my life is over. (laughs) Because there is no way these three scriptures can be related two nights in a row. And I said, if I tell Angela, this is not going to be good. (laughs) So I kept that scripture to myself. And I was praying, God, please help me. God, please help me. You want the end of the story? We were in church. And um, I was saying, God, I was frustrated. God, don't, don't, don't let thunderbolt, uh, thunderbolt hit me until I can obey you. Please be patient with me. I don't know how to tell my wife this, okay? So we were in church uh, this Sunday morning. Pastor had invited the guy to, to uh, minister to us. And I was thinking, I've written to a friend, Timpy. I mean, you know Timpy. I told Timpy, please, Timpy, uh, uh, these are the things God gave to me. And uh, please, uh, pray about it. And if God speaks to you, please call me and tell me what God said. I was going to let Timpy do it. And Timpy prayed and prayed and prayed. We, a week passed. Timpy, hurry up! Two weeks passed. And then Timpy called. Wow. I picked, you know, those phones, you know, and the wall. Picked it up. Timpy, oh yes, tell me. Good luck. I'm really sorry. (laughs) You are sorry. (laughs) Is this? Um, I kept asking the Lord, and he says, I won't talk to you about this. He knows what I want him to do. (laughs) He knows. I said, Timpy, you are a real help. <laughs> it didn't work. I kept it to myself. Won't tell Angela who called. Just kept it to myself. And we went to church. One money. And Pastor had invited, uh, I believe the guy was a cowboy, but a cowboy preacher. And he was in church with, with us. And he played the keyboards and he sang. Uh, country music. And while he was singing country music, I like soul music. It's for the soul. We cut off while he was singing his cowboy music. And Angela said to me, what scripture was that again that the Lord gave to you? I said, Matthew chapter 26 to 10. Oh God, help me. And the cowboy guy, he got through pray, a prayer plane and then he got up excitedly and he said, Turn to Matthew chapter 20. <laughs> and as Angela, Angela was trying to turn and he said, What scripture did you say? I said, Angela, you are already there. You are already there. What is he going to say about this? 
And then he started preaching about this thing. You're called. You need to obey God because we are a good child church. You got to obey God. And then he got to Matthew, uh, the last verse. He's uh, the one that's 11th hour. And I'm the 11th hour. And he said, some of you already have a career. But God is calling you. Please obey. And then he started to cry. And pleading with us. Please obey God. Let go of your career. I said, my life is over. (laughs) And I was looking at Angela. Like I was looking at the... But I was looking at Angela. See how she responded. And she took a pen. And she wrote on her Bible. Confirmation. I go, hallelujah! I'm free! Not really. <laughs> she gave the confirmation. We didn't discuss it after that. Jeez. God delivered me. <laughs> Amen. Ooh. My time. I see God some minutes. So he says, so then, faith comes by what? Hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Why would God say this? Faith is the vehicle, I mean, the word is the vehicle for faith. It's the carrier. You cannot grow in faith unless you know the word. And the word has to go through your mind first. You think you're just hearing words, but as you listen, you start having understanding. Once you begin to understand, the word is being delivered into your heart, your being. He becomes a part of you. And once he becomes a part of you, faith rises. Faith is delivered to you. Faith comes through the word of God. So then faith comes by hearing the word of God. The more words you put in you, the more words you listen to, today we have no excuse. Because you can go to the internet, you can put it, download it on your phone, you can listen to it, whatever you want to do. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. You want to grow in faith? Use the word of God. Ephesians 2 verse 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith. You were saved through faith and that not of yourselves. Why? Because faith was delivered to you by the Spirit of God through the Word. Has nothing to do with you. You heard the Word and the Word delivered. Faith is not of yourself. The the faith came through the Word. So it's not something that you have to... Faith. No, because the word is there, automatically there is that faith. Based on the word of God and nothing else. And, and, and when, that, when that becomes solidified with other scriptures, as you compare scripture with scripture, your faith gets stronger. Because now, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let what a matter be established. Your heart begins to establish the word of God and faith rises up in you because of the word. Can I hear an amen? amen? Because this is really truth, the truth. And it's good for our soul. It is not of yourself. It is the gift of God. 
The word of God is a gift to mankind. Amen. This word is a gift. Without this word, the Gentile world will be lost. The word is a gift. And faith is a gift. Through the word. That's what saves us. That's what redeems us from destruction. Deuteronomy 28 verse 61 talks about that. I have redeemed. I have redeemed. And then he goes to Galatians 3 verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. That's the word of God. As we believe. Please give me a little bit of time. So if you want to grow in faith, when you have a problem, the way to do it, you know, like my wife, man, we have scriptures. And, and I memorize those scriptures. I, I mean, I don't sit there to memorize it. I read it so often, it becomes a part of me. Amen? And I read those words all the time. Because of the situation that you're dealing with. You, you, you take those words, get them, and you begin to read them. Even though I know some of all those, those words, yes. But as you read, something jumps out that you never saw before. Something jumps out that you never saw before. I think uh, Joy placed a scripture uh, up this morning um, where Jesus was saying, uh, when the helper comes, he will convict the world of sin. And of righteousness, righteousness and judgment. I've seen that scripture, I've quoted it for a long time. But all of a sudden I realized the Spirit of God is the one that is here. All I have to do is speak. The Spirit of God will begin to convict them about their own sin in their lives. He does it. I can do it. No matter how loudly I shout. It's not going to work. But when the Spirit is there, He convinces them of why they should be righteous. And then He speaks to them. There is going to be judgment. Before they knew there is hell, but He never shook them. They are not afraid. But when the Spirit begins to speak to them, they now know about judgment and they don't want to go there. And all of a sudden, they see the sin in their lives all by the Spirit. I realize He's the Spirit that does it. It's not my words, not what I tell them. I can be saying one thing from the Word of God, and the Spirit of God is already convicting them. Convincing them you are a sinner. You need to be saved. I saw that this morning. So the Scripture can do that. That's number one, the Word of God. Number two is what I wrote in this book. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in tongues. Praying in tongues will change your life. It changed my life. It did change my life. Every one of us, those of us that have received the gift to pray in tongues, many of us had it for these many years. You know why things don't change much? You don't use the gift. It's like somebody bought you a Cadillac and you packed it in your garage and then you start driving your Pinto. 
running around with your father's cart. And then you're telling everybody, I have a Cadillac. I mean, I have a Rolls Royce in my garage that nobody ever sees. After you've spoken about that for a while, they say, please uh, stop talking about your Rolls Royce. Go bring it so we can see it. Use the gift. Use the gift. I have so much to say about it, but not in a script, not in a lesson like this. Because it begins to bring revelation into your heart. You can hear God. And you can differentiate between when it's you and when it's God. You would know for sure. It's so beautiful. We have a gift that will increase our faith. Because without faith, you can please God. So when it increases our faith, we can hear God. And when we hear God, there is the power to obey. And when you obey, God brings you to another level. Amen. You know, the Bible says in Jude 1.20, But you, beloved, building up yourselves. How do you build up yourself? If you want to build up yourself, you go to the gym, right? And you begin to lift weights and all of that. You're building up yourself. God says, that's your natural flesh. You're building your muscles. But build your spiritual muscles. By praying in tongues. Building up your faith. Faith is your spiritual muscle. Building up your faith. The Bible says, but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. That's how you build up yourself. And if you read in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, Paul says, praying always. With all prayer and supplication in this spirit. I can pray for every member of our church by just saying, God, I pray for every member of our church in my head. That's how limited I am. But I can pray for the next 15 minutes in tongues. As God brings different individuals into my mind, I don't know who they, what they are going through, but I can pray for all the church at the same time. I can pray for the whole Christian world praying in the Spirit because God, the Spirit, does that for us. Amen. You build up yourself. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4 tells us, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. You know what that means? The word edify, check it, the synonyms for edify. He's building up yourself, educating yourself, teaching yourself, enlightening yourself in the word of God. So every time you pray in tongues, no wonder Paul said, I thank my God, I pray in tongues more than all of you. Why? And he was the one that had the greatest revelation. The man that prayed in tongues the most had the greatest revelation of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. A man that never saw Jesus face to face. Peter even said, Paul writes of things that are difficult to understand. He didn't say they are not true, but Paul had so much revelation. But what Paul says, he says, when you pray in the Spirit, you build up yourself, you edify yourself, you educate yourself, you enlighten yourself. In what? The will of God and the word of God. 
He who prays in tongues, verse 2, does not pray to man, for no one understands him. But in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. But I keep asking, mysteries in prayer to God? What do you know that you want to tell God? You want to teach God some mysteries? <laughs> the mystery is not for God. It's for you. And once you understand the mystery, faith is there. He's no longer a mystery. To you it's not a mystery, but to the rest of them it's a mystery. But your, the tongue unveils the mystery to you. That's what Paul said. We speak the word in a mystery. Not the word which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Spirit teaches. When did you get the Holy Spirit to teach you? Hello? Are you going to say, Holy Spirit, sit down there and teach me now. Please sit down there, Lord. Sit down in that chair and I need to, I want to hear your teaching. When are you going to do that? But when you pray in tongues, you build up your faith and the Spirit begins to teach you. And once you understand, you see when the disciples say to Jesus, we understand what you're saying now. Guess what? Their faith goes up. Their trust in him goes up. They have no doubt anymore. They said to him, now we know you are from the Father. We know now. He goes from just believing to knowing. They knew. They knew that faith was there. Amen. So those are the things we're going to be talking about next time. I don't know why this series gets long and I get this one. It's getting longer and longer. And gooder and gooder. Amen. So next time we're going to talk about the things we need to make our faith produce. How many want to know that? The things we need to make our faith produce. There are certain things when all of us are going to go through difficult times. If you have not been to there, believe me, it's coming. <laughs> That's why I like reading about these ministers that are ahead of us. And if you read their stories, and the world, they think they just had it all good. <laughs> but when they reveal the things that they've gone through, you're going, oh my God. But they overcame. Amen? Because they knew the word of God. Hallelujah. So I plead with you, especially for those watching via the internet, I plead with you. Sunday school is important. Like I said, I believe God gave that to me. And I'm, I'm in here listening to them as well. Because I cannot stay away because that was an instruction I got from the Lord. And uh, I thank you all so much, those of you that are being very faithful, coming to listen. I believe that one day uh, this place will be filled with a lot of people, almost the whole church when this thing is over. And when a visitor comes and we have a little break before church, they're asking, is the church over? Service over? No, we're just taking a break from filling our souls with the Word of God. It's called Sunday School. Please come next Sunday. Amen.
Amen. And uh, we're going to be having more teachers in our church. Stand up with me this morning. How many received something from the world this morning? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is no need to fear. Uh, a man born of a woman is going to have troubles. <laughs> if, you have a tr- if you have trouble and you think your trouble is real big, <clears throat> uh, talk to your neighbor. By the time they tell you what they've been through, <laughs> you will take your trouble and say, keep your trouble and I'll keep mine. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. Would you lift your hands up this morning and just thank the Lord that he loves you and he cares for you. He has turned the curse into a blessing for you because he loves you. He loves you. God loves you. God loves you. No matter what, he loves you dearly. He will always be with you. He will never forsake you. His love is always there. No matter what you do, as long as you come back to him, he receives you as the prodigal and he loves you. His love is undying. <laughs> Unshakable. He'll always lo- he will always love you. No doubt about it. No matter what you've done, God still loves you and he cares for you. All you need to do is come back to your heavenly father. And he will put his robe of righteousness upon you. And he will put a ring of sonship and daughtership, if you want me to use the word, <laughs> upon you. For God is always sonship. Amen. He will put that upon you. And then you are well received. There is celebration in the house of God. As the Bible says, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. God will prepare a table before you. In the presence of the enemies, you will have so much to eat, you don't know what to start with. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I hear the word hallelujah from this congregation? You don't sound like you mean it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I receive. Hallelujah. God can never fail. Amen. Pastor Larry, please come up. Praise the Lord. Good message. Praise the Lord. And if you need, if you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit today, you can have the baptism and be filled with the Holy Spirit before you leave this place today. It's nothing that you have to do anything special to. The only requirement is that you be a born-again child of God. That's all. It says the same faith that you receive Christ is the same faith that you receive the Holy Spirit. All you have to do is just like you ask Him to save you, forgive you of your sins, and He saved you. Now you just simply say, I, I want, Father, I want to receive the Holy Spirit. And I ask you to give me the Holy Spirit right now, in Jesus' name. And then by faith, you speak what God puts here. The Spirit will give you. You'll say, but I don't know what to say. God will give you the words to say. It won't look like, it won't sound like mine. I like to think that a lot of times that being filled with the Holy Spirit is like a fingerprint. It's kind of individual. It's like almost when you start speaking in the tongue, the Lord says, Oh, Larry's speaking to me. He knows our voice as we know his voice. It's important first, before you can do that, is to be saved. And if you're here this morning and you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, 
or you have drifted away from him and you've gotten back playing with the world and you need to rededicate your heart to the Lord, you can do that before you leave here today. So with every head bow for a moment, please. If you're here this morning or you're out there watching on the Internet and you've either fallen back on your relationship with the Lord and you need to renew your relationship with the Lord or you need to accept Jesus Christ maybe for the first time and you're out there in here, would you just simply by an act of faith, would you just raise your hand and say, please pray for me. I want to accept Jesus Christ. Thank you for that. And I know that there are many of you that's out there. So we're going to pray this prayer together. And we're going to believe that if you pray this prayer with your heart, you're going to say it with your mouth, but let it come from your heart. And God said that you could be saved. So let's pray together. Father, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. You bore them on the cross through your blood. Lord, I love you. Come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Lord, I believe that you died for my sins, that you arose the third day, and that you now sit next to the Father in heaven, making intercession for me daily. Jesus, I thank you for saving my soul. I thank you that today I am a child of the living God, saved, born again, Christian. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord.